Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Well, the countdown is on for the number of days left in 2023, and we're all kind of hoping and seeing if we can see some positivity within the trade. But it's going to be an interesting, I think, week and a half that's left as many start to focus on the holidays versus what's happening in the trade. Negativity happening in the corn and the beans today. Uh, Just for your notation on the livestock side as well, saw a lot of negativity. It was the wheat that was the shining star for today. We're going to find out what's going on in these corn and beans. What's the drag down? As Jeff Peterson joins us today, Jeff is with Heartland Farm Partners. So what is going on? What's the current situation for these corn and soybeans, Jeff? Yeah, it's been quite a, you know, quite a start to the week here. So as we look at corn, you know, corn was down on four and a quarter. We had soybeans off uh, 17 and a half on the March contract, 14 and a half on July. A little bit of strength in bean oil, a little weakness in soybean meal and then we go over and we did have as you mentioned some strength over on the wheat side but we just sit back and look at big picture we've currently got the funds there they're long on the soybean side they're uh, short on the corn short on the wheat uh, and then overall the market's just trying to sort out uh, we've had you know really had a really good run of, of flash sales you know showing up for, for on soybean side also some corn sales on the export side showing up so that's been good to see um, but the market's trying to sort out, okay, we've got enough corn supply, uh, we're a little tight on beans, but we can get by, and then it really gets focused on that South American weather. And uh, we've had some really hot, dry conditions, you know, we're very less than ideal in Brazil, not quite as bad uh, in, in Argentina, but, but then you got a chance to have some additional uh, rainfall come in. And then the question will be is, will there be more to follow it up? And that's just enough to put a little softness in the market, especially as we come into year end and come into a period where you just don't quite have as many traders trading. A lot of them have probably wrapped up already for the year. So that always adds another little element of surprise to the market, Susan. Well, you talk about that weather. What is the current situation? I was reading this morning that some dry areas might be doing some welcoming of rain. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, we're right on the very front edge. It's been interesting to watch this last, uh, you know, showers. It's supposed to start here uh, either you know, later today or the next day. And and really, those kind of been forecast and talked about probably over the last uh, some, you know, two weeks, uh, 10 days for sure. And they just kept moving forward. So it looks like that's going to happen. Now, the big question is, though, is that what kind of damage is done ahead of that? Uh, for instance, over the weekend, you know, there actually were 10 states. And think about this, 10 states in Brazil. Uh, that recorded uh, temperatures in the 100 to 110 degree range. You know, Mato Grosso, Goiás, Tocantins, Mato Grosso de Sul, just to name some of them. So some very important, you know, states, and there would have been uh, additional ones besides that. So we know that there's been damage done, um, you know, on the soybean side, that crop is probably about, in Brazil, about 1% harvested. So it's just very on the very, very front edge. So we know that there's definitely some of those crops that, on the stuff that has been harvested, yields have been coming in, you know, less than what's been expected. And we know that in addition to the really hot, dry conditions, that's caused, you know, some people to hold up and wait on getting stuff planted. Um, right now, 94% of the crop is planted in Brazil. Uh, that compares to normally this time of year, about 100%. And we're going to start seeing a little more information coming out of Ag Rural. That'd be one of the agencies that does report just kind of on crop progress and conditions. They're going to start reporting um, on Brazilians harvesting starting in their uh, January 8th report. So we'll get a little more information out of that. But uh, overall, we know that there's also going to have to be some replant that's going to definitely have to happen. 
in some of the hardest hit areas, which I'd say is the, the central part of Brazil and then maybe even up into the northeast corner. Um, you know, there's pockets in there where there's going to be 10 to 15% of the soybeans are going to need to be replanted. And, you know, and that's going to start getting really pretty late. We don't normally talk about having, you know, planting some of those beans uh, this time of year. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be pockets within Brazil that are going to have some very good very good crops. But there's going to be other areas that, that definitely is going to get hurt on on um, what the yields are going to be, Susan. Well, and you look at that, and I want to talk a little bit on this weather situation because I think there's many here in the States that are kind of banking, and I do mean banking in that way of of having a bad crop overall in Brazil to mean some higher prices here in the States. Yeah, that, that's the, that's the, you're exactly right. Uh, and if you really dig into that and look at it, um, that's what we need to, to get this market going. Cause we had a lot of questions, you know, why, why are we seeing weakness in the market? And, and it really comes back to, we've got enough supply in the corn and the bean side to, to get by here. And it's going to have to end up being, it's not that it's going to get a little tight on the bean side, but we can probably get through. But in order to really get this market to move higher, you know, we do have to see weather problems. And this time of year, it, it's the weather problems come out of South America. And we've got the setup on it uh, in Brazil, not so much in Argentina. Argentina weather is actually looking pretty good. But in Brazil, we've got the setup so that you know, you're starting to see some of the private forecasters uh, start bringing down some of the yields on both the corn and the soybean side. But uh, we're going to have to, you know, just watch it going forward here. But if we would see really good rains come in. So here's the big thing. It's not that they're going to be without rain and um, going forward. I mean, we're going to get some rains that are going to come in. And and keep in mind, this time of year, they could get two to three, three to four inches a week. And they don't need to physically get um, average rainfall by no means to, to raise a good crop. So I think that's really what the market's wrestling with right now. So... How overall do you think this soybean crop is doing in Brazil? Because there's a lot of mixed information that's been coming out. Yeah, there there definitely is a lot of mixed information. And I would say overall, it, it's been hurt, you know, but has it been hurt? A lot of people are talking, you know, could it could it be something similar to the 2015-16 type crop where we, you know, where we pulled that yield back? Um, I, I think it can. I think, I think because of when we're getting it planted, and, you know, so could we take 5 to 10 million metric tons off this crop? I think we could, Susan. All right. We'll stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for part two here of the channel, Final Bell. We'll continue to talk about what we're seeing in South America, the impact on, on the corn market, and also corn and bean crop. What about Argentina? How are things doing? Of course, they've got a new president in place. We know there's a lot of factors that are weighing in on that. More is coming up. It's the channel, Final Bell, other rural radio network. Fontenelle Hybrids and the other regional brands, along with Channel Seed, are merging in 2025, and we're ready to up your seed game. Here's Channel Seed professional Dustin O'Hanlon from Lexington. I'm extremely excited about this, to see the focus of taking all 11 brands and moving into one, and combining the knowledge that we've got into one brand, and bringing every bit of that together so we can have one focus, which is taking care of our growers. For more, contact your local Channel Seed professional. Welcome back to the channel final bell here on the rural radio network i'm susan littlefield as we're continuing our conversation today with jeff peterson jeff of course is with heartland farm partners and we're going to kind of wrap up talking about brazil and and what type of implications are are you seeing or issues with this corn crop yeah i think there's a couple points to it and it, and it started quite some time ago um so we talk about that safrina corn crop which makes up about 75 percent of, of their crop the crop they're you know they planted this fall here our fall 
would be about 25% of their production. But Conab, which would be entities similar to like what we have in USDA here, you know, they they were already talking maybe a four or five percent reduction in acres on that Safrina corn crop. This started this discussion probably almost two months ago. And what they were talking about there was the fact that they said with just where prices are at, just the profitability wasn't there and they didn't think we'd see as, as many acres of corn would go to other crops that are more profitable. And then all of a sudden we come in and what ends up happening is that because of the slow planting and the replant, we're going to definitely have um, probably, I'd say, some more acres. So I think the acre reduction will be even more than what was expected before that just won't get planted uh, the safrina corn. But then we have to really start talking about the yield reduction, and that's a big unknown at this point. Then we're seeing some of the private um, you know, agencies out there that are forecasting are lowering already the overall corn production out of out of Brazil. But well, I think we'll see that yield come down some more. Um, and the main reason is that as that crop gets planted later than what that optimal window is, there's a risk that it gets pushed into that really dry time. And that really dry time is that April into May period. And it gets drier in June and July. We know that just seasonally what happens. And if that corn crop isn't far enough along, uh, we can have some big impacts that can happen on on ultimately the yield side. And as a result, you know, what's that going to mean for us? Why is that important? Well, it's important because down the road that'll mean basically greater exports for us. Now we know they'll still produce a crop. So the challenge with that, Susan, is that that greater exports to us down the road probably doesn't actually show up though as we get out somewhere closer to our harvest though. So that that gets to be the tougher part on the corn and and having that corn crop you know make a run that can help pull prices up. But but if conditions are are bad when that crop is growing, that's still going to give us a boost in price. But that's that's a little farther out. Right now the bigger impact in question is on the soybean side. So let's take a look at Argentina. They've got a lot of things going on, not only in, in crop production, but politically. But first let's look at corn and beans. What are your thoughts on their crop development so far? Yeah, they're moving along, you know, soybeans in Argentina, keep in mind, they're about 59.5% planted um, compared to about 50% last year. And kind of in their core production areas, you know, they're about 80 to 90% planted. Southern part of Argentina, 25 to 40% planted. In the far northern parts of Argentina, they're about 5 to 6 you know, percent planted. So that, that kind of gives you an idea of the, the range where, where they're sitting. Now over on the corn side, you know, they're about 49.3% planted. Now that compares to about 42.6% planted last year. And they, they get really spread out also in regard to the areas where they're planting. Their core production areas are about 65% planted. Uh, they're about 75% planted in the southern part of Argentina. And this is all on the corn side. And just like on the bean side, they're about 2% planted in the very northern parts of Argentina. And overall, if you were to think about it, uh, all the way across Argentina, you know, they're they're about 5% pollinated nationally. And in their kind of the core producing areas, they're about 20% pollinated. Now, the thing I would say about that crop is that overall weather conditions, they did pick up over this weekend. They picked up some, you know, flooding rains. But, but overall, weather conditions are, uh, you know, much better than last year. And overall, so far, I'd say they're off to a pretty good start on, on this year's crop. Well, let's take a look at the political side of it. A new president stepping in, talk of peso change, a lot of different things working in. Yeah, there is, you know. So I think it was around December 10th, I think, when the new president came in, uh, Millie. And, and, you know, a few things that were said, I think, were misunderstood. We're getting some clarification on now. You know, he had been some talk that, well, there could be some reductions on export taxes. And, and Argentina has been known to tax our exports, you know, very strongly as a way to generate revenue. And a few things we're seeing, though, is that, 
actually instead of being a reduction we're actually looking to see an, a proposal right now he has out there's an increase for corn and wheat from 12 to 15 percent export tax and the government's also indicating that they would let, intend to increase the export tax on soybean meal and soybean oil from its current level of 31 percent up to 33 percent which would be the exact same as soybeans so we're seeing a little clarification there we haven't you know we haven't heard as much talk yet on on changing their their currency but that that's at least some of the changes we're seeing so far susan so how does export demand look right now for soybeans yeah export demand's picking up you know right now on both the corn and the soybean side you know we're we're the cheapest in the world so if anybody's looking to pick up some out there we'll continue to see uh, China will be in, they'll pick up more, they'll be buying more. But the thing we have to keep in mind, though, is that uh, even though they're buying from us now, it, it could be that they've got a true demand for this and they want it to come out of the U.S., but don't be surprised down the road if weather conditions improve in South America. They could sell back some of the stuff they bought from us and then make purchases down there, Susan. All right, best way for folks to get a hold of you, Jeff? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at JeffPeterson01. Well, we wish you and your family, Jeff, a very Merry Christmas. Uh, Same to you and everybody out there listening. All right, that is today's Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.